Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. The uh, Neil Diamond struggle session is ending because uh, it's over because Bernie, uh, Bernie left early. Tommy is now in for Bernie. Uh, and I just I don't feel like I can take on two pupils at the same time, even though I do have two pupils. In my head, uh, I don't feel like I can be a proper mentor uh, to both at the same time. I'm a notoriously bad student, too. So it'd be just a lot, a lot on your shoulders. Good to know. Right. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of like, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? You got to. Baby steps. Exactly. Right. So uh, we got to start with Bernie. He seems a little bit more receptive to the idea. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. I got a tweet here from Gary uh, who says, Pete, you never sound like you're in your 50s on the radio until you go into Neil Diamond fanboy. I am sick. Oh, my goodness. Uh, That was not what needed to play. That's what needed to play. No, sorry, uh, because Gary earned the rim shot on that. But I'm not in my 50s. I'm not in my 50s yet. <laughs> I'm not in my 50s. And I don't count being 50 in your 50s. I think you got to get past, you got to go you got to get all the way to 51. Then you're then you're into your then you're in the 50s. Yeah, cuz it's no longer singular. You've been when you're 50 right. you're you are 50, but once you're into it, you can throw that uh yeah. throw that plural on there. Yeah, I, I, that's the way I roll. At least for the next year. Um, and I'm not even a Neil Diamond fanboy. I, I just like probably, I don't know, eight of his songs. And I think he's underappreciated for really just those eight songs. Because <laughs> everybody knows Sweet Caroline. I don't even know what other song. America. They know that one, right? And that's probably about it. I don't even know what people. I mean, there's a, yeah, I know, I know people don't know a lot. Speaking of which, the uh, debate last night, oh, I kid, I kid, the debate last night um, on News Nation, oh, hang on a second, let me get this, Mama Tooted says, tell Bernie just to get the Neil Diamond box set like I did, that's the best way to learn all of the non-hits that are so good. Yeah, that is one way to do it, but if you don't want to drop all the, you don't want to spend all that money, just buy like five songs for like a buck, you know, I'll give them to you. I'll put them on a CD. I'll make you a CD, Bernie. There you go. And I'll put it in a jam box, and I'll stand outside of your house in the rain just holding it above my head. John suggested Brother Loves Traveling Salvation, which I did play. One of the most powerful songs ever, yep. Um, Jan says, there are no good karaoke songs. There is a reason those contests are held in bars. That's not... No, no, no. When you're, it, it's all relative. If you're going into a karaoke bar or you're at a bar where karaoke is being played or being performed and you are interested, in, especially if there's like a contest and you're trying to win the contest, then, the, and that's something you want to do, then yes, there are some good songs within those parameters. I've, I've talked about this over the years. Sweet Caroline is a good song for karaoke purposes. 
because everybody knows it. Everybody sings along. Everybody has a good time. And then people, when they vote or, you know, they do a sign, you know, a round of applause, whatever, you get bigger rounds of applause because they got to sing along with you. And if you're not that great of a singer, too, then the crowd can help carry you. You know, you just kind of take the mic and point it at the crowd and get them to sing along. And, you know, it's about the it's about the performance. That's another one. Friends in low places. Garth Brooks. Sweet Home Alabama. Crowd favorites. People sing along. That's, I'm telling you. Look, don't look, you cannot believe me. It doesn't matter to me. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. All I know is I've won two karaoke contests in my day. I mean, granted, it was like 20 years ago, 25 years ago. But still. Word to the wise, never, never do Hey Jude. Mm. Never. I tried once and I abandoned it. I was just like, this is, I can't. Paul McCartney sings in some key that I don't know exists outside of his voice. He's like the only one I know. It's like a key of C something or other. I don't know. I can never get there. What about Mr. Brightside? Is that something? Uh, Never heard that, of that might be. Yeah, that might be a little too uh, too new. Is that for a band? You. Uh, no, it's a song. Um, I'll, I'll I'll show you later. You'll I'll play it later. Uh huh. You'll recognize it, I'm sure. By uh, the Killers. Somebody just played something, but was that you that played something by the Killers the last time you were in here the other day? Mm, probably. <laughs> Almost certainly. Hey, Bernie's back. Yeah. Why are you? Why were you like crouched down, coming back into the studio, Bernie, to, to get your hat? To distract you, Pete. Oh. Well, it's even more distracting when you come in like a Navy SEAL all crouched over. I can't see over the monitors. Yeah, nothing has been derailed now. Way to go, Bernie. Yeah. Wow. Y'all have a good day. All right. See you, Bernie. Um, uh, Neil Diamond, a.k.a. the Jewish Elvis, so-called by Rolling Stone magazine and others. Jan says, my anti-karaoke comment deals with the fact that massive amounts of alcohol seem to be necessary to do this. Oh, that, Oh, look. That is true. That is, I'm not, I am not going to deny the role alcohol plays in karaoke. However, I have been, like, uh, I have been at family gatherings where the karaoke machine has been busted out. I mean, it, it was awful by and large, but um, no alcohol was involved. I'm incredibly thankful that my family never had a karaoke machine for events growing up. Yeah, we never did either, but apparently somebody recently got one. And when, oh, last summer I was up in New York and, and they busted it out. And, uh, I mean, it's fun for the kids. It's fun for the kids. Um, Matt says, Pete, tell Bernie to go home and watch the 2001 cinematic masterpiece, Saving Silverman. You can't watch that movie and not have an appreciation for Neil Diamond by the end. Uh, he did mention... Matt, he did mention that he only knows Neil Diamond from that movie. I have never seen the movie, so I don't, I don't know. But he said that's his only exposure to Neil Diamond. So I was trying to give him some of these other tunes to convert him. All right, let's go to the, uh, to the debate. I've got a bunch of audio and dead gummit. I uh, stayed up until midnight and got up at 5.30 this morning to cut it up. So you're going to hear it, people. <laughs> um. Nikki Haley was asked about her newfound support that she has been receiving from 
uh, a bunch of big corporate leaders, billionaires, and uh, even Democrats. Just to respond to Ron, I, he continues to lie about my record. I actually said his don't say gay bill didn't go far enough because it only talked about gender until the third grade. And I said it shouldn't be done at all, that that's for parents to talk about. It shouldn't be talked about with schools. In reference to donors coming on board. All right, hang on a second. She called it the don't say gay bill. This is, this is my concern with Nikki Haley. She called it the don't say gay bill. Who calls it that? At one point in the debate last night, she she attacked DeSantis over something and she's like, oh, yeah, the Miami Herald reported it. You should read your own newspaper, the Miami Herald. And, and like it, it, you could hear people's eyes rolling in the audience. Like, really? You're quoting the Miami Herald. Hello, like, have you heard Republicans or conservatives talk about the mainstream media at any point over the last, I don't know, 30 years? The fact that you would cite the Miami Herald as as a legitimate source to attack DeSantis over and, and just expect people to accept that information. It, it, there's it's just it, it shows a disconnect just like this, where she says, oh, you don't say gay bill. She calls it that, but then says it doesn't go far enough. Why would you call it that? That's not what it does. It's not what it did. That was branding by the left and the media, but I repeat myself, uh, in order to attack DeSantis and Republicans and to whip up a mob against them and, uh, and their legislation. All right, so here's now where she addresses the, the all of this newfound support among some kind of interesting, shall we say, donors. Look, we will take support from anybody we can take support from, but I have been a conservative fighter all my life. I was a Tea Party candidate when I became governor. We opposed every single corporate bailout we possibly could. We passed tort reform. We passed one of the toughest illegal immigration laws in the country. We passed pro-life bills. We moved an unemployment from 11% to 3%. We took on the unions and we took on Obama when it came to the unions, the Syrian refugees and everything in between. And so I've had a fight. And so as much as Ron says that, that's not true. But when it comes to these corporate people that want to suddenly support us, we'll take it. But you can, they don't, I don't ask them what their policies are. They ask me what my policies are. I don't know if that, um, I don't know if that comforts me. (laughs) uh, Charlie Manson sent me a donation. So look, they want to support me. He wants to support me. I'm going to take it. Don't we hear stories about people returning campaign contributions all the time? But also, do, do you wonder why? Right. Do you wonder why some of these people are supporting you? Maybe they think that you're the you're you're the one that's going to keep DeSantis from getting into a one on one with Trump. Because I don't see Haley gaining enough support like the, the base inside the party is not on her side. She has a lane inside the party, but that lane is not wide enough or long enough to get her past Trump. I don't know if DeSantis has one either, but he's got a better shot, I think, because he does attract some Trump voters. I don't know if Haley attracts a lot of Trump voters. I really don't think so. 704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110. Let's go to those phone lines and talk to Bob. Hello, Bob. How are you? Well, hey, Pete. How are you, sir? Hey, I'm doing all right. What's going on? Uh, well, out on my walk. Listen, I, I hope I don't go too far off topic, but... I didn't get my walk-in 
I didn't finish till about eight thirty last night. So I availed myself to your podcast. Ah, thank you. So, so I'm going to talk about yesterday's news a little bit. But you had uh, talked about the uh, media and uh, people on the left. Sometimes you repeat yourself uh, that things that Trump was doing or things that they didn't like was a threat to our democracy. Yeah. First off, democracy is a terrible form of government. True. Okay. Just straight, yeah, I, I pure thought, straight democracy, yeah. that's. It. Yeah. I've always said it's, it's three wolves and a lamb voting on dinner. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I thought you would understand and agree with that. The other thing, and I think you'll agree with this also, is why in the world would anybody on the left want to champion democracy? What do they have going on in their agenda that the majority of the people are for? Well, it, because it sounds good. It's a good slogan. People inherently like the idea that they get to control their destiny. And look, we are a, uh, you know, we, we are a republic, but we do elect our representatives via a democratic process, right? The, but the founders were wary of a straight-up democracy, so that's why they created the federalist constructs as they did, right? And the, the mechanisms that they put in place were designed to offset the, uh, uh, you know, the the will of the mob, if you will. Um, but the idea also is that if you have a uh, if you have straight democracy, then you can you can uh, whip votes via slogans, but also via get out the vote efforts. Right. If you control the cultural institutions, you can convince people to go a certain way. Right. It's it, and this gets you to what the, the point of leftism is about. Right. Which is more state control, more government control. And they think that they get to vote on every. Oh, we'll just vote on everything like all of the corporate profits. We'll vote on the corp, uh, corporate profits and stuff. And, and and they always seem to misunderstand human nature. Right. This is the this is the fundamental divide between the right and the left. It's how you view human nature, and they think that human nature somehow is perfectible, whereas conservatives do not, right? Uh, conservatives recognize that once you put that kind of power into, the, uh, into, a, into a government or an, a state agency, that, that the same uh, problems and, and, and weaknesses that people have will be exhibited in those agencies, and they will use those agencies then in order to get ahead, uh, and so therefore you would not want the force of government to be at their disposal. I dig it. Uh, ironically, since the overturning of Roe v. Wade, the two or three Democratic state Democratic votes on abortion rights uh, went in favor of abortion. Mm -hmm. And I say ironically, but uh, actually that's, that's not really uh, because it's not irony. Yeah. Well, it's but but it does tell you something about the the mind of the majority because really and truly, abortion, a woman's uh, ability to have an abortion, is a conservative point of view. Yeah, I disagree. It's, uh, you know, a lot of the gray area comes in, in points of religion. Yeah. Mine's not, mine's, not our, a, mine's, mine's not a religious-based uh, view on it at all. 
It's it, mine. Mine is a question of when do when do the rights obtain for the fetus? That's a human life, and the state is charged with the protection of of life. That's what the government right. is instituted to do. Is right in order to preserve life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. Life is the first one. Right, but when that life is alive, that is an, that's the answer to a question that only God knows the answer to. That's not true either. Life begins at conception. We know this. It will be nothing other than life. It's, it is a human life being uh, being grown. There's, it, it, it becomes life at the, at the moment of conception when this spark occurs. The question is, when do the rights obtain? When do human rights obtain? When does, the, when does that become a person with rights? That's the question. Or is the question, when does it come, when does it become a person? You know, tadpole's not a frog. I see both sides of it, but in as much as I don't know the answer, I have to, I have to concede to another person's right to answer the question in the way they see fit. All right, so, like, uh, what about, like, nine months? Nine months? Nine months. Uh, Abort at nine months? Well, well, uh... Yes, but I, I'm against abortion. No, I don't. No, like, I don't. I would vote. I would, you know, I would use my democratic powers to vote against it. But it is a conservative construct. No, it's 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 not absolutely not. Um, Bob, I appreciate the call. I'm way late for news, though. Happy uh, walking to you. Um, it's it's not a conservative position. Like I said, the you recognize conservatives recognize that the state is is constructed in order to protect certain rights. Among them, the most important: life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. Life is the first one. And the state is charged with seeking vengeance against people who rob others of their lives. That's what the state does. That's why the state versus, you know, Pete Callender in a homicide trial. All right. Do the current world events have you wondering whether we are teetering on the edge of catastrophe? Are you concerned it's going to reach our shores? Okay. So what are you doing about your concerns? Let me help. Carolina Readiness Supply at carolinareadiness.com. Whether you're looking to expand your emergency preparedness supplies or you have no idea where to even begin, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you. Food, water purifiers, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies even. Because being prepared is just smart. Carolina Readiness Supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you'll need for any kind of emergency. In Waynesville and always at carolinareadiness.com veteran-owned Carolina readiness supply will you be ready when the lights go out and orion tells uh, bernie should watch here comes the boom the movie neil diamond's holly holy is the the entrance song that henry winkler picks for kevin james's character <laughs> uh, news talk 11 10 wbt all right let's get to some more of the audio clips from last night uh the republican presidential debate minus trump um, oh, and by the way, I did see this on Fox News. There was a crawl going across that Biden's uh, people are saying that he's not going to debate, probably not going to debate. Um, I, I don't know if that's just for this primary. Did you see RFK Jr. apparently acknowledged that he took two flights on Epstein's plane? So there's that. I don't know what that's going to do to his campaign. But um, but this is my concern by Trump not debating. Biden not debating in the primary, although you can make a more solid argument for Biden not debating, but I still think he should. But now, if these are the two nominees, then how does Trump, if he wants to debate, how does he have any kind of moral authority or any kind of compelling argument that Biden should debate him again? 
Biden will just say, well, you didn't debate any of your opponents. I'm not going to debate. I'm going to do the same thing you did. And I believe these debates matter. I do. I believe that there is value in the debates. And you're not going to convince me otherwise. Um, All right. So Nikki Haley uh, uh, was responding to Ron DeSantis. Uh, She called his bill the don't say gay bill. And then she said, we'll take support from anybody we can take support from. And which I think might not be the best framing, uh, but apparently whatever. That's what they that's what she went with. Uh, DeSantis replied that Haley didn't respond to the criticism. Though It wasn't about the parents' rights and education bill. It was about prohibiting sex change operations on minors. They do puberty blockers. These are irreversible. Talk to Chloe Cole. She went through this. Now she's an adult. She's warning against it. She may never be able to have kids again. That is what Nikki Haley opposed. She said the law shouldn't get involved in that. And I just ask you, if you're somebody that's going to be the president of the United States and you can't stand up against child abuse, how are you going to be able to stand up for anything? That That is the truth. We have it it on video. I said I said that if you have to be 18 to get a tattoo, you should have to be 18 to have anything done to change your gender. You said the law should stay out of it. Right. Next up, Ramaswamy was asked whether he is a unifier, considering how he comes across <laughs> uh, in some of these debates as uh, just a wee bit obnoxious. Um, he then pivoted to attack Nikki Haley. Nikki, you were bankrupt when you left the U.N. After you left the U.N., you became a military contractor. You actually started joining service on the board of Boeing, whose back you scratched for a very long time and then gave foreign multinational speeches like Hillary Clinton is, and now you're a multimillionaire. That math does not add up. It adds up to the fact that you are corrupt. And when I said they were bought and paid for, I meant the Republican establishment, not the Democratic establishment. Now you have Reid Hoffman, the person who's effectively George Soros Jr., funding lawsuits across this country against Donald Trump to keep him off the ballot, funding left-wing causes, we discovered this week that he is one of Nikki Haley's largest supporters. Larry Fink, the king of the woke industrial complex, the ESG movement, the CEO of BlackRock, the most powerful company in the world, now supporting Nikki Haley. And to say that doesn't affect her is false, because it's after that meeting later that day that she says that every American needs to be doxxed by having their ID, their government-issued ID, tied to what they say on the internet. So I think that this is far more corrupt than I even imagined when I entered politics. This was a problem. This uh, this idea that she floated a couple of weeks ago, we covered it at the time. I've got the audio clip. I'll play it again. This is a problem for her. This idea that there shouldn't be any anonymous accounts on social media. This was her pitch. This was a proposal. It was obviously uh, crafted. In her campaign, they rolled it out, two different interviews within a couple of hours of each other. They ran this thing up the flagpole, and they got a lot of blowback from it. And then she backpedaled. And, th- and so, again, it's another example. My concern is that when she puts forward ideas, she then caves when she gets negative reaction. And that, to me means I can't trust the things that you're saying you believe in or the things that you would do. I can't trust that. And the fact that you're taking all of this money from these people makes me also wonder, why are they donating to you? Do they want to see you become president? 
or do they think you are serving a purpose in the primary right now? News Talk 1110-993-WBT-704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110. Let me get to a couple more sound bites real quick on this, uh, the topic of transgender, gender-affirming care. Um, Chris Christie was asked about his position on these treatments, and uh, he has said it should be up to the parents to decide. He said the government should not be involved and if you turn this, uh, turn over this authority to the government, it's just going to take more. This is not something I favor. I think it's a very, very dangerous thing to do. But that's my opinion as a parent, Megan. And I get to make the decisions about my children, not anybody else. And every parent out there who's watching tonight, you start to turn over just a little bit of this authority, the authority they're going to take from you next, you're not going to like. I'll stand up for parents. He'll stand up for parents. So if the parent wants to blind their children, uh, their child, because the child thinks they should be blind, they are transabilist, um, then, oh, well, sorry, government shouldn't be protecting that kid. I stood up every single time for parents to be able to make the decisions for their minor children. But parents... Every single time, parents should make those decisions. And by the way, you know what? Every once in a while, parents are going to make decisions that we disagree with. But the minute you start to take those rights away from parents, you don't know that slippery slope, what rights are going to be taken away okay. next, and what's going to be have, on As you. a parent, you do not have the right to abuse your kids. This is cutting off their genitals. This is mutilating these minors. These are irreversible procedures. Uh, and this is something that other countries in Europe, like Sweden, once they started doing it, they saw it did incalculable damage. They've shut it down. I signed legislation in Florida banning the mutilation of minors because it is wrong. We cannot allow this to happen in this country. And, and I know Chris disagrees with me, and I think he has an honest position. Uh, Nikki disagrees with me. She opposes the bill that we did to ban that. She said the law shouldn't get involved not. with it. You said the law shouldn't get involved <laughs> with it. She also, though, I, I think, not. and this is flows from what she did as governor of South Carolina, you know, they had a bill to try to say that men shouldn't go into girls' bathrooms. And she killed that bill, and she bragged that she killed that bill. Bill. Even to this day, she bragged that. I don't think men should be going into little girls' bathrooms. I think it's wrong, and I think we have every right to protect them from that. All right, so uh, Vivek Ramaswamy said that uh, Chris Christie's position is disqualifying as a, as a candidate. And I honestly, I, like, I, I tend to agree with it, especially in a Republican primary. Now, Haley was asked about her avoidance of the bathroom bill issue when she was governor. Ten years ago, when the bathroom situation came up, I, we had maybe a handful of kids that were dealing with an issue. And I said, we don't need to bring government into this, but boys go into boys' bathrooms, girls go into girls' bathrooms, and if anyone else has an issue, they use a private bathroom. Now, 10 years later, we see that this issue has exploded. And this shows how hypocritical Ron continues to be. When he was running for governor and they asked him about that, he said he didn't think bathroom bills were a good use of his time. You can go look that up. I signed a bathroom bill in Florida, so that's obviously not true. (laughs) So the idea that you would say 
that I, I was against it, that. You didn't. You killed it. I signed it. I we stood didn't. up for little girls. You didn't do it. And there was this going on. I was actually just in South Carolina. Some of the legislators told me at the time there were boys going into the girls. That's the there whole reason not. why they no, did no, it. No, 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 no. And so they say when she does that explanation that that doesn't hold water. And this is the upstate of South Carolina. Ron, I signed the bill. I protected the girls. Do you know girls. South Carolinians? She did not do, do you know it. South I know Carolinians? That. Because <laughs> South Carolinians... Wait, wait, what do you know... You are not going to talk about my state like that because what? I will tell you for a fact, South Carolinians never allowed that to happen. And we hadn't, we did not have that issue at the time. What I have always said is boys going to a boys' bathroom, girls going to a girls' bathroom. bathroom. But hold on one second. I also say that biological boys shouldn't be playing in girls' sports. And I will do everything I can to stop that because it's the women's issue of our time. This is, I, I sign legislation to protect women's sports. I actually get this stuff done. Right. So th- this is the problem that Haley has, and the, the pivot there at the end indicates that she knows she's she's not on a solid footing, right? She pivots to this to the women's sports thing, and kudos to her if she supported you know women's sports for women only. But the problem going up against DeSantis with these arguments is that, as he said, he's actually got the stuff done, and when she was governor, she did not. So. And I, and I did not appreciate that. Oh, you don't know South Carolina. Don't talk about my state. He said he talked to state lawmakers who told him this. That's not running down South Carolina. I, I found it to be a weak response.